Hello and welcome back to another episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. I'm Soups, here with Andy and Tanner. Continuing our Earth Day theme this month, Andy is going to give us four facts on physical geography. Tanner and I will try our best to catch the lie. Join us. Yeah, we've been doing episodes about the Earth, and so we're going to mm-hmm. continue that. So we're doing today physical geography. Okay. Geography is broken into two major categories, physical and political. Right. So as you probably know, political is kind of what we normally think of with geography, countries, their borders. It's all the stuff humans put on the planet and then drew borders and lines, country right. names, capitals, things like this. That's political geography. Right. But today we're doing physical geography because we're focusing on our our little planet Earth, which is maybe not so little if you listen to our planet Earth episode. (laughs) So these are features of the surface of our planet. Okay. At least right in this present time, because of course this changes. And so, I mean, we're going to use the names that humans use, obviously, because we have no other way to do it. But I'm going to kind of try to shy away from talking about the places as countries and cities. And it's kind of going to focus more on like, this mountain would exist on the planet Earth, whether humans were here to see it or not. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What I found while researching was that you would think, oh, these things are like inherent to the surface of our planet. They should be really simple mm-hmm. as compared to like political geography, which is humans. Yeah. And humans are messy. Yeah. And they can change so quickly. Like physical things shouldn't change as fast, I would think, as political boundaries or something. Right, exactly. So I thought that. But it's really hard to measure a lot of these physical features of our planet. Hmm. Right. The Earth is just such like a varied place, and so many places are still kind of mysterious. Okay. And not everywhere is a place that humans can easily go. Mm-hmm. So while they're inherent to the planet, our ability to measure these places is actually pretty limited. Right. So that's something you should keep in mind with these facts, that they're not going to be very precise because we just physically, as humans, cannot find the true answer, at least not yet. Okay. An example of this that will help us get into fact number one is everybody knows the tallest mountain on the earth. Yes. You would think, oh, Mount Everest, tallest mountain on the planet. How tall is it? Okay, let's measure it. Easy. But actually, that's extremely difficult. Right. You know, you can't just take a scale and say that, okay, it's 8,000 meters above sea level. Right. Yeah. So generally, the official height of Mount Everest, it is 8,848.86 meters officially, Yeah. which is about 29,032 feet. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is the tallest mountain on the earth. Yes. Yeah. But it actually rises about half a meter every century because the plates, they're crashing into each other and still growing these mountains. The Himalayas are growing. Right. But at the same time, wind are eroding the summit. So it grows and erodes at the same time. And this means that, you know, in 100 years, it'll be a different height. Right. So this is just one mountain. It should be a simple thing. What's the tallest mountain? Easy peasy, right? But it's actually not that easy. And that's kind of a thing about all of physical geography and all of these facts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So fact number one, Mount Chimborazo is closer to the sun than Mount Everest. Mount Chimborazo? I have never heard of Mount Chimborazo. The height of this mountain is 6,268 meters or 20,564 feet. So that's less than Everest. Yes. Yeah, about 2,000 meters less. So Yeah. 
but it must be closer to the equator where the Earth is fatter. Yes. Where is this? So this mountain is in the Andes mountain range okay. in what humans nowadays call Ecuador. Okay. Right. And it is one degree from the equator. Wow. Oh. So as we talked about in our Planet Earth episode, and you guys guessed, was that the Earth is not exactly a sphere. Right. It's fat in the middle. And so even though this mountain is quite a bit shorter than Everest, it doesn't even crack like the top 20 for tallest mountains. Yeah. Because of its location on the bulging of the Earth at the equator, people usually call this the highest mountain. Oh. Because it is further out from the center of the Earth. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, on paper, it makes sense. I've yeah. never heard of Mount Chimborazo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, speaking of high peaks, so Everest is the tallest mountain from average sea level. Right. Mount Chimborazo is the highest. Right. Do you know the actual route to summit tallest mountain on the face of the earth currently? I think I know the trick. <laughs> okay. It starts underwater. So it's like in Hawaii. It is. Because it's from the seafloor and that right. goes up above the water. Yeah. So Mauna Kea is the biggest mountain from its base to mm -hmm. the summit. And exactly like Tanner says, part of it is under the water and it is in Hawaii. And we talked about it in our Planet Names episode because there is an observatory on top. Right. Oh, yeah. From base to summit, Mauna Kea is 10,210 meters or 33,500 feet. Wow. So it's quite a bit taller than Mount Everest. Yeah. But a lot of it is underwater. Yes, a big chunk of it is underwater. But it comes into play in fact number two. Oh, okay. okay. So fact number two, if Mauna Kea were dropped into the Mariana Trench, its peak would still be underwater. Ooh. Its peak would be underwater. So that's telling us how deep that trench is. Well, it's the deepest trench in yes. the planet. <laughs> it is. So it's pretty deep. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's very yeah. deep, yeah. Yeah. So basically, this fact is saying that the deepest point on Earth is deeper than the highest. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally believe that because we are just on the surface. Like there is a whole wide world out there just below us. Yes. Yeah. There's so much of the ocean that we haven't explored. How do we yeah. even know how deep this trench is? Did we exactly. go down and measure it? <laughs> so this is a great question, Tanner. So actually, only three humans have ever been down to what is known as Challenger Deep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Challenger Deep is the name of the deepest point in the seafloor. However, we don't know exactly where that is. Okay. <laughs> so okay. we've named this point and right. we think we know where it is and we think humans have been there, but we can't be 100% sure. But wherever, if we ever find a place deeper than where Jacques Cousteau and James Cameron went, then that will be called Challenger Deep. Oh, okay. Right. Challenger Deep can change. Okay. It's the deepest yeah. point in the ocean. It's the deepest point. It is about 11,000 meters down right. or 36,000 feet. So Mauna Kea would not <laughs> stick but out. But not by much. Yeah, but you know that 1,000 meters uh, in water seems like 5,000 meters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 If you're kind of fearful of the ocean and its vastness, you are not going to like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just a warning. Yeah. Yeah. So Challenger Deep is named after a Royal Navy ship, mm -hmm. HMS Challenger. Okay. 
which went on an expedition around the Pacific. And they tried to measure the seafloor at all these different points. Right. So a deep is a special term in ocean geography. Mm -hmm. A deep is basically like a mountain range, but reversed. So what's really cool is early ocean floor mapping was reverse. It was always measured like the deep parts, not by the high parts. Oh, right. You know, so it was like this deep place is inaccessible. The high places we can find. Yeah. Makes sense. Also, fun fact, there is a Tanner Deep. Oh, what? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Okay. So speaking of places of mystery and discovery, Mm -hmm. fact number three, Point Nemo is so remote that the nearest humans are often in the International Space Station. What? Point Nemo has no connection with Finding Nemo because that was (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, nowadays, it's very cute how prototypes work because, yeah, nowadays everyone's prototype is Finding Nemo, the fish, the Pixar movie. But for me, who who grew up reading Jules Verne and was a big fan of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea as a child, yeah, right. To me, Captain Nemo is Nemo. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, and Nemo is the Latin word for no one. Right. So Point Nemo is named Point No One. Mm-hmm. So Point Nemo is what is known as the Oceanic Pole of Inaccessibility. So there are many poles of inaccessibility. This is a concept that it's basically when you're on land, it's a point where you're as far from the coast in every direction as possible. Right. So each landmass has a different one. Mm-hmm. But this is the oceanic one. So yeah, this is in the Pacific Ocean. And this point, this is actually kind of a theoretical thing. What? As far as we know, it's fully possible no human has ever been there. Ever? Because it's not a place. It's a bunch of water. Yeah. yeah. Right. You can't say you landed there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a real place that you can stay or be. Right. It's roughly 2,688 kilometers or 1,670 miles from land. So it's equidistant between three points of land, Mm -hmm. an island in the Pitcairn Islands, Maher Island in Antarctica, and one of the islands of the Easter Islands. Okay. The International Space Station is about 400 kilometers above the surface of the Earth. Wow. Yeah, and actually, we only found it in 1992 when we had good enough satellite imaging (sighs) to calculate and triangulate this point. Right. Yeah. It's got no connection with the Bermuda Triangle, though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is. Yeah. Well, actually, Soups, that's a really great segue because if you're a lit nerd like me, the name comes from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. But if you've ever heard of H.P. Lovecraft's Call of Cthulhu, Point Nemo is roughly the location of the mythical city (laughs) of Rilia. So that's where Cthulhu comes from. So he comes from Point Nemo, which is funny because that book came out 66 years before we knew where Point Nemo was. Um, that's a little weird. He was really close to the like exact location in his book. So this is like a horror book where this yeah. horrible sea monster that like destroys your mind lives under the sea. And it was yes. basically at Point Nemo. So there's kind of like a mythical thing. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you don't want to go there. Yeah. And also fairly sad is there isn't a lot of life at Point Nemo as well because it's in the middle of the South Pacific gyre. So it's basically like it's in the middle of a merry-go-round. So like nothing is there. The water doesn't oh. move very much. But you know Know what does get trapped there? What? Plastic. Plastic, of course. Yeah, so there's a bunch of garbage plastic there. Okay. Unfortunately. So let's get back on land. 
Okay. For my last fact. Okay. Fact number four. The snowiest mountains on Earth are likely the Australian Alps. Hmm. Snowiest. That's a weird superlative, a weird extreme fact. Snowiest means the most snow is there? More snow than Mount Everest? So we're going to have to kind of clarify this. So this is getting a little bit into climate, but it's also geography. Sure. Okay. There are a lot of problems with calculating where the snowiest place is. And the World Meteorological Organization, the WMO, has no official snowiest place. Okay. Snowiest is based on snowfall. It's precipitation. Okay. Yeah. Right. Makes so sense. Antarctica doesn't yeah. count. So Antarctica, which is a desert, certainly does not count as the snowiest right. place, even though the entire place is covered in snow. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Not to mention how physically difficult it is for humans to go to these places and measure snowfall. Yeah. So with all of that said, <laughs> <laughs> the Australian Alps are very snowy. They receive quite a lot of precipitation every year. And because they're quite low mountains, almost all of it melts in the summer. So all of the snow that they get has to fall each year. Oh, wow. So the Alps in Europe, Mm -hmm. they're much higher than the Australian Alps. So they have permanent snow, but they receive less snowfall than the Australian Alps. Okay. Okay. Wow. And I kid you not, the range of these mountains is called the Snowy Mountains. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's like actually what they're called. Or the Snowies. Right. About 400 inches, which is about 10 meters, falls per year. Wow. Okay. Which is similar to the Alps. I think Australia gets it because the Alps have permanent snow. Right. Okay. Oh, but I did want to note, since this is about an Earth Day theme, one very sad thing that also makes all of this different is that pretty much everywhere I looked that is famous for snowfall, they have been experiencing lower and lower snowfalls each year Mm -hmm. because of climate change. So that means that other places are going to get more snow because of climate change. So this designation might not last very long. Like snow. Yeah. Yes. That's a good point. So that's kind of an extra thing to consider is that climate change is affecting physical geography as well. Yeah. Well, on that note, Andy, can you repeat the four facts on physical geography once again? Yes. Fact number one. Mount Chimborazo is closer to the sun than Mount Everest. Fact number two. If Mauna Kea were dropped into the Mariana Trench, its peak would still be underwater. Fact number three. Point Nemo is so remote that the nearest humans are often in the International Space Station. And fact number four. The snowiest mountain range on Earth are likely the Australian Alps. Okay. Hmm. All those sound so real. I don't know how to guess which one's a lie. Exactly. They all make sense on paper. Yeah. I think uh, the two facts that stand out, fact number one and four. Okay. I have a problem with uh, superlatives. Yeah. The biggest, smallest. Yeah. And somehow all of the snow and Australia business, I know, something, something about that really calls me out. Okay. And fact number one, mm-hmm. I know, something just feels off about it. Hmm. 
So that's where I'm leaning. Okay, interesting. I had never heard of the mountain in fact number one. Yeah. So I have no idea about that no one. Idea. Yeah. The snowies, I'm not familiar with. That kind of sounds like a really easy lie. Yeah. They're snowy. They're the snowiest. But I really want number two to be the lie. I want Mauna Kea to be so big that even if you put it in the trench, it would be above water. Right. No, that also makes sense. Yeah. Fact number two. Okay. Now you've put more doubts. Hmm. Okay, which one would you pick? I'm going to go with two, I think. Two. And I have a feeling like four could be a lie, but also because it's an easy place to lie. Maybe it's not a lie. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking. (laughs) Fact number one. One. Okay. We're going with the mountains. Yeah. All right. I like your thinking. Yeah. I think on some of the facts, we're kind of out of our depth. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. 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 I did make the number two a little tricky because it is often quoted that Mount Everest in the Mariana Trench, Mm -hmm. Mauna Kea too. It really is that deep. Really? Yeah. It really is that deep. I also had never heard of Mount Chimborazo, but apparently that's real. Okay. Okay. Fact number four is the lie, but not exactly for the reason you think. Okay. okay. So as far as I could find, the Snowies, they're really called the Snowy Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, okay. They have about the same snowfall as the Alps, probably. Okay. But the real biggest snowfall is way higher than both of them. So it's not even a question. What's the snowy right. place? It is Japan. Japan. Japanese Alps are easily the snowiest mountains. Really? It's particularly in Hokkaido. That's just a snow-covered island. Yeah. So Japan hosted the Nagano Winter Olympics in 1998. Uh So I thought maybe you'd been hearing about this because Mm. of the Summer Olympics. Right. 2020 slash 2021 Summer Olympics (laughs) in Japan. Maybe this was coming up again. So they have so much snow. They have between 10 to 15 meters of snow each year and have seen in some places some years 40 meters or 133 feet. Wow. Yeah, That's so this is the crazy. place, I thought maybe you could maybe figure it out, because this is the place where the snow monkeys, where they live in the hot yes. springs, the Olympics, and if you've ever seen those pictures of people driving through like walls of snow, like it's Game yeah. of Thrones, mm-hmm. that's in Hokkaido. Oh. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Japan. I've seen those snow monkeys, so I really should have known yeah. that. <laughs> and I was thinking connected with the the Olympics yeah. and that, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Well played. But I think the coolest thing about it is that the earth is an incredible place and we humans barely know, you know, there might be some mountain somewhere that Mother Earth has been dropping way more snow on. <laughs> we little baby humans haven't been paying much attention. Yeah. Happy Earth Month. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. Tune in next week when we dive into more facts and see if you can guess the lie then. Thanks for listening. Meteorological. Meteor. The world meteorological. Nope.